If you're just tuning in, welcome. This is Mango Masala, the South Asian show. My name's Gerns, and I'm joined here by Halima, who's had a little hiatus, didn't you? I did. So, um, tell us, how was your holiday? So, for the, for my loyal fans who missed <laughs> me last week, um, yeah, I, I went to Copenhagen, and uh, there was, uh, it was interesting to say. This. So, first and foremost, so we get, our flight was at like 7.20, and we got to the airport for like quarter to six, which is like, I'd say reasonable time, it's like an hour and a half. Um, and Manchester Airport is never really like that. So, Manchester Airport is obviously my local airport, and I travel a lot, so I've been in and out of the airport about 50 billion times in my whole life. This time around, I went, and I swear to you, I have never, in fact, I've been to many airports in my life. I have never in my life seen an airport that busy. Bit. Never in my life. Do you know? Do you know how? So mm. you know how? Like you know Manchester Airport. You've been right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, like yeah. the gates on either side. Sorry, the check-in desks at either side. Like when you first go into like departures. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's like the whole line of the airport. Right, and it's just yeah. also it's like all the desks on either yeah, side. Yeah. And it's like security in the middle. To get through security, the queue was as long as the length of the entire airport. Yeah, I, I've, I, I've I never you seen not. that. <laughs> you almost I slipped up there. I kid you not. It was the entire length of the airport. It yeah. was insane. Do you reckon right? that's because everyone's gone on holiday because now it's like all COVID restrictions? Uh, yeah. Lifted. So they were saying that they basically had like more flights than they should have essentially like going out on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Manchester Airport apparently is like really understaffed and they don't tell anyone. And it's just really bad. Like it was awful. Like we spent we spent the entire time in security. I think at seven twenty we were still at security. Mm. And and naturally, like our bags got checked as well, of course, random yeah. selection or whatever. Mm. Um, so that was even a whole ordeal, and it was like people were literally shouting, like like literally climbing all on top uh, of each other. It was mental. That because actually, sounds like my worst. Nightmare. It was. It was. I've never. I've, I've genuinely never seen anything like any airport as busy as that. It was insane. Um, and mm. but obviously, so then like it was, and then obviously because we were so caught up at security our flight was about to leave so we had to literally run like run leg it to the airport so already it was a, it was stress it was it was like two hours of just pure stress in the beginning and i'll be honest i don't think my passport got checked because obviously like we ran there yeah. and the guy was like, i was just about to offboard you quickly run on like that um, wow. So then, when I get to Copenhagen and I'm going th- through uh, immigration, mm. I look in my bag and my passport's not there. Oh no! My passport is not there, mm. and I'm thinking, "There's no way. There's no way." Oh I furiously check my bag. I run back to the to our plane, like yeah. I run back to where we disembarked from, and I'm like, "I've lost my passport." And it was basically, I have one specific pout like corner in my purse where. I always keep my passport and I, and I definitely put it in my bag but basically I think it fell out in the plane because my zip was open mm. so I run back and I'm like please check please check my passport like it's on the flight blah 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 they went they took it and they took ages it was genuinely probably about 20-30 minutes that like we were waiting mm. and then they check my role the row in front and the row behind and the flight the, the plane had to fly back to Manchester so they didn't check the rest of the plane so, and they were like, sorry, we can't do anything. I was like, what do you mean? I'm passportless in a different country. Um. And and this is what is really, really messed up because obviously I am not white. I am brown. I am Muslim. I'm in a foreign country in Europe without a passport. I thought that's the detention centre for me. You automatically, would, your mind would have just gone seriously, right to that Seriously, 1,000%. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm going to be in a detention centre and I really don't know what these lot are going to do to me because you hear of these mm. stories all the time. Right. 
um luckily though like they I, I spoke to like a number of like airport staff and then they eventually like they said that i could use if i have like a photo id essentially like i could i could get, they could let me out so i used my driving license and it was relatively fine like it was relatively straightforward but now i've got to go back in four days and i don't have a passport we landed on a friday night and then they said that you need to go to the british embassy and get an emergency travel document Ugh. we landed on a friday night it's closed on a saturday sunday my flight's at 3pm on a Tuesday and it takes and basically if you have to apply for it I didn't know this at the time I thought I'm going to go and they might give it me on the day or they was like no no they said it could take a few days it could take a few days and I'm like I don't have a few days I have one day if I don't get it in that same day that's it I'm missing I can't come back mm-hmm. um, so then I then like Monday morning came I had to go to the embassy they were like you have to fill in this online application I had to pay £100 they voided my original passport which had all my travelling stamps on it from all my travels like it was a souvenir more than anything yeah. to be honest with you um and they said that so this was on a monday morning and there was like i would my flight was on a tuesday and there was like i would book another flight for wednesday if i was you to be honest so i booked another flight for wednesday i sent off everything my whole application by 10 a.m on a monday guess when i got the the passport wait what as in wait guess when you got the passport yeah so they said it could take two working days book book your flight on wednesday so i booked my flight on so at 10 p.m 10 a.m i sent off my application at like 10 15 a.m i booked another flight for for wednesday guess what time i got my passport monday night 12 p.m monday (laughs) two hours later (laughs) two hours later which you know what was lucky because like i at least i had it and i could because i don't like i was i'm really good at handling stress like i didn't really freak out or anything like that but in the back of my mind i am thinking like at any point in this whole ordeal they could just chuck me into a detention center Mm. like it's not it would not be crazy if they did that given the stories that you hear yeah uh, but luckily like it then came like two hours later because i don't know it was classed like a straightforward application um yeah and then i had to pick it up and everything was fine in the end did they find your original one no so it's so because you can imagine at an airport it's so busy like people lose things all the time you have to fill in like an application for lost and found and like report it and then if they find a match for your item they let you know and that there hasn't been a match yet which again is really upsetting because i had all my traveling stamps on there but does this mean that you get a nice new blue passport now? well so the a temporary one that i had to travel with was bright blue it was literally like the passport of shame it was the passport of shame like and i was looking around like i'm not i'm not like you know there's it's just yeah it was just it was a whole uh, ordeal but yeah now i have to apply for a new one and i will get the the navy blue were one. you actually able to enjoy your holiday then i was and you know what i will say copenhagen i 1000 percent recommend if anyone who hasn't been to copenhagen honestly amazing place i loved it i thoroughly loved i love the place like the city is so nice um Mm. yeah great vibes great vibes scandinavia it's different isn't it yeah well, so clean well i mean this is what we're saying like it's pretty it is like a pretty good deal there apart from obviously the cold Snow. yeah to be fair it was sunny when we was there. like it was cold but it was sunny so like we, i think we got to see the seat in like a really nice light but yeah, yeah that was uh that, that's a wow. terrible day. you know this is the second passport i've lost in three and a half years i think maybe you need to get a new pouch <laughs> it's adhd man <laughs> Uh, why don't you give it to someone else for them to be responsible for because it, i feel you? like a, i feel like an infant yeah i feel like an infant it, uh, people have like oh it was bad did I, did I tell you the story of me missing my losing my first passport 
No, but I don't know if we have time to yeah, get into that Yeah, I was going to say, we probably got time for that one, yeah. That's, that's a whole other story. Oh, my... Right. Anyway... I was, might get them, you know, necklaces. That, that, that <laughs> like lanyards. Lanyards oh, yeah, yeah. with a passport from that one. I might genuinely do that. The minor, just for the fly, it might be a good idea. Yeah. But you know what? I made it back in one piece. Considering everything that went wrong, yeah. I caught the flight there, caught the flight back, and I'm here, and they didn't throw me the detention yeah. center. It's actually mad because, you know, obviously you don't have him social media, so, like, we have, like, no idea, like, all of this was going on. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm there thinking, oh, I hope Liam is having a nice time yeah. in Denmark. And there like, I was, literally passportless in a foreign country, but... No. There we go. I'm presuming that was your the story. That was my story. Yeah. Moving um, east, away from yeah. Halima problem central yeah to the other part of the well not even the other part of the world it's not even that far away but yeah moving to russia ukraine that area obviously things have been kicking off massively yeah i know thank thank you like moving to another place in europe (laughs) (laughs) i am serious face talking about serious stuff now so obviously um stuff has been royally kicking off over the last two Mm -hmm. weeks i found it not amusing but i just i was just so like wow because we pre-recorded last week's episode on right, the monday right we were i like, thought exactly oh, we have, the same we haven't thing got anything to talk about let's talk about relationships literally literally <laughs> within the space of five days yeah like the world is now on the brink of war yeah and, and we like we in the actual recording which we put out last week i said at the end of it like oh i wonder what was gonna happen in the Lip, next five honestly, days honestly honestly it's crazy oh. insane it's insane but yeah i mean unless you've been living under a rock you're probably aware that russia has been as isn't is as not and is in the process of invading ukraine yeah. um and i think they're slowly but surely encroaching more and more on the country yeah um i mean before we go into discussing other stuff i mean it has been quite admirable in terms of the ukrainian resistance to it i've seen a number of videos of um people like one guy this guy is literally um smoking a um a cig in his mouth and he's literally just carrying this landmine away (laughs) like i have stuff like that is like quite admirable and obviously Um, thoughts go out to anyone with family over there or yeah, anyone there themselves like yeah absolutely. it's comp- solidarity with the yeah guys. like um invasion displacement etc yeah never. i think at the minute the the number is at 100 million it's like 100 1 million people have been displaced so far i think as a result of that i think there's been like one yeah. refugees, which is obviously an insane number yeah um, the country is going through a massive 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 upheaval and um, i think the powers that be in russia obviously need to be condemned but particularly even this morning i was like okay we're going to be, be talking about this i'll just go and see what the latest is mm. and it was that they had agreed a, a ceasefire, ceasefire yeah. and then when people for, be, for a humanitarian corridor like for y- aid yeah but then when ukrainians started moving through the ceasefire mm-hmm. russian people started um, russian soldiers them. started shelling yeah. them so people are running back back and forth like yeah. it's a complete mess um so it's a bit weird you know because like so one of my like really good friends he's a ukrainian immigrant and he like, obviously we talk a lot about kind of he talks a lot about the politics in his country and stuff and he's been saying for a while like a russian attack is imminent mm. has been imminent um and i never really like took it that seriously when he he'd be saying it mm. and and like as it was happening it's all it's kind of almost unbelievable you know when something kind of like is simmering for such a long while you just think it's never really going to get there 
Yeah, well, I um, suppose when you think, I was speaking to my dad about it and he was speaking about how obviously what happened in Crimea, like, in 2014, yeah. like, the mm-hmm. signs were all there, it's That's happened what I mean, before. No, it's been, like, there's yeah, been tension yeah. between the two countries for a long time, namely, like, Russian imperialism and the fact that they're, they've been trying to encroach on, like, Ukrainian or independent territory land. Um, but it has been really there's so much there's so many levels to this like first and foremost like there's a lot that i want to talk about i think there is the first thing which is kind of like what people on the ground are going through which i think we want to speak about today from i think next week also i want to talk a little bit about um about war and like conceptualizations of war and notions of war and the world's reaction to war as well a little bit the only reason why i don't want to speak a bit of it today is just because i don't want to take away from like actual ukrainian people on the ground and Mm. or non-ukrainian people who are in ukraine um but that is something i do want to touch on later on there's just just so much to it there's so much to it i think Uh, and i think I think the main thing that I wanted to talk about in like literally we literally haven't got very much time left. <laughs> we've got like ten we've got ten minutes basically yeah. to try and go delve into this. I did want to speak about the um videos that have been surfacing mm-hmm. of people trying to flee Ukraine and being halted and stopped um, purely based on the colour of their skin. Yeah. And so it's not black and brown yeah, people yeah. basically essentially that have been so I didn't even realise like there was that many like um black and brown people in Ukraine. I yeah, think a neither. lot of them are like migrant workers or like students, a lot of students, um <clears throat> who have obviously been trying to uh f- like flee the country essentially and they've been being stopped at borders. Um there have been n- numerous stories and videos and, and like recordings and evidence of um, black and brown people either trying to board trains and being pushed mm. off trains trying to board buses being um, pushed off buses trains not letting them in trains coming every 15 minutes for ukrainians coming every four hours for non-white you know people in ukraine um <clears throat> people not get, getting access to food and water um them having to walk um for for like 20 30 40 hours to reach you know <clears throat> some one of the neighboring countries then there've been a lot of reports particularly from like um Poland of of black and brown people reaching Poland and being being literally pushed out at the border as in like literally reaching going through absolute hell to reach the border and mm. then not even being allowed in once they have literally risked their lives to get yeah. to the border um like ukrainians first like that that's kind of like i think the people that are on the ground helping the ukrainians on the ground that are organizing the 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 movement um Mm. are literally going around saying ukrainians first physically pushing black and brown people Mm. off transports and and Mm. away from that food and resources i mean on the one hand obviously you've got the fact that um it shouldn't be Ukrainians first. It should be anyone who's right. fleeing right. this um, right. conflict Danger. that should get it. And secondly, who? Wh- what does it mean to be Ukrainian? You know what right. I mean? It's, like, why it's, is it's, that? It's, it's, like, it's a made-up thing. Like, nationality is literally imaginary. Like, we speak about it all the time on the show. Mm. Borders are imaginary. Nationality is imaginary. Like, at the end of the day, like, and and it's crazy. Like, and I've seen a lot of outrage. You know, from black and brown people coming forward to be like, it's it. We're in. Like, you guys are in the midst of a war, right? You have lost everything. You have lost your homes, your belongings, your friends, your family, even. And yet, the one thing you still cling on to is racism. And it is insane, and it is such an in- interesting like phenomena to, to be able to look in on because it's like it is true, and I remember like seeing it even like 
throughout COVID, for example, you know, like any times like there are situations where you think, okay, this might be an exception. This might be an exception. Racism might not play a part here. All of a sudden, like they still have time for racism. It's literally insane. Um, the, the, I think CNN like actually released an article literally like saying that it's true like it's happening um, and I think as a result of that the Ukrainian authorities did actually create a designated helpline specifically for non-white Ukrainians that are trying to flee like that's how much that's how bad it has gotten and how much media traction it has it has received like the, the actual mm. Ukrainian authorities have had to go as far as creating a, a dedicated helpline yeah and I think as well it kind of um, overlaps with the way in which um, this um, travesty has been covered and also um, responded to as well. When you think about the number of people that have, um, like, again, this sort of like social activism, mm-hmm. like saying, I'll go support Ukraine, I stand with Ukraine, etc., which is great but then it's like well where are you when this is literally happening everywhere else in the world that's what i want to speak about next week and more in depth because the way that like ethnic minorities and 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 victims of like war or war-torn countries have been gaslighted the way that you can see the world actually can care and stand up and direct resources and take political stances is i'm not like and it's not this is not a conversation to say oh my god why are you doing it you for ukraine absolutely it needs to be done for ukraine like they are in need like and and like as i said like complete solidarity but there's a conversation that needs to be had about why it's not happening for other places in other in, in similar conflicts mm. but that's yeah we'll and touch on that i think as well and um, there's it's just again like i say we don't want to like touch too much on it but i saw some i think it was the independent maybe that did like a series of like a thread of tweets and it was all about the people who in a rather bizarre way turn of events have been told that if they if British citizens want to up and go to arms right do you know what we might as well so. just talk about it right we might as well just talk about <laughs> yeah. it yeah what is that about like but why what like, is what, that what, about? What, is, what is it that like justifies like that you know what I mean like why why is it that I mean if if surely if we were going to intervene in this conflict we would send our own military right surely that's the way things work not just random people like it's, it, this isn't like the middle ages like you know mm-hmm. like calling people oh you've been called up sure. to, <laughs> you so there's know. no conscription here it's, it's literally yeah. like and it's so i think i've spoken before and this is this is like one of one of like the most um like exalted pieces of theory that i always reach for when i speak about like global conflict which is like judith butler i think i've spoken about it before on the show before and her idea of like what grievable life is and she essentially talks about how the west only recognizes a grievable life um through frames of recognizability and these frames of recognizability is essentially like race right like if you can recognize a life as being valuable then you can grieve that life and the way you recognize that life as being valuable is if you can recognize that that the the, the life form itself because it looks like you mm. right um so it's absolutely the case that all of us and and like the 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 kind of Forget about how people have reacted, civilians have reacted to it. Let's look at how politicians have reacted to it. Did you see that clip of the Bulgarian prime minister? Mm. Like, I, literally, uh, did you, do you know which one I'm talking I about? Thi- I, I don't know who, I feel like I know what you're talking about. I don't know who it is. They're literally, know, like, they're, the Bulgarian prime minister has literally come forward to be like, we accept these refugees essentially because they're European, they're civilized, they're blue they're blue eyed and blonde haired. Uh, 
like these are the kinds of refugees that we want essentially like yeah. blue eyed and blonde hair uh, it's insane it's uh, literally insane like and this whole rhetoric of civilized and uncivilized people exactly. saying like oh my god we're so surprised that <clears throat> it's happening in europe because europe is civilized and yeah. and oh you, you know this isn't this isn't this uh, is, palestine i've people seen have yeah, literally exactly. come forward to be like this isn't I've gaza s- it's not and it's not that this has happened once i've seen at least two or three numerous, numerous. people that have been like oh yeah but to be fair like i, I have so someone talking about the um, possibility of nuclear war and they were saying like oh yeah I mean to be fair the US did do this in Afghanistan <coughs> but the thought of happening in Europe is stomach churning right? and then this other person who was like you say like, like oh this well this isn't um, this isn't some third world country right? this is Ukraine as, like, as, though, as though war and, and, and like desecration belong to third world countries or or, or belong it, in places like it's more justified if right? it's happening right? there like, right it's, it, and why is that why is that it's literally because it's brown lives, black and brown lives, and they do not care. They actually do not care. Like when when there's like war raging in like when there's conflict in like Somalia has been war torn for so long. If there's conflict in Ethiopia, there's literally conflict in Nigeria. Yemen is go undergoing the largest humanitarian crisis the world has ever seen. There's literal military occupation and genocide in Palestine. And and there's nowhere near enough this kind of outrage. And again, this is not to say that Ukraine does not deserve this outrage. Absolutely, it does. But it's selective, absolutely selective. And it just goes to show that like, it's such a kick in the teeth that, and 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 especially to people who come from those parts of the world or or, or people who even specifically have fled those countries, right, mm-hmm. because of those these conflicts. And they come to the West and and they see the courage in the West and they're kind of told that, um, or they see that the world doesn't th- doesn't really care in that way, right? Like mm-hmm. the 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 West can't care in that way um, if you're a Palestinian and you see people literally refraining from taking a stance because you know they can't companies or businesses or even like politicians refraining from taking a stance because they can't bring politics into it or it's not fair to take a stance or oh it's more it's more nuanced it's more black and white than that and all of a sudden they're literally now coming forward not only taking a stance with Ukraine but like banning vodka and oh and and, and banning the Sergei the Mayor yeah, and things a, like a, that. A certain, um, I didn't even know about the Mayor but certain um, supermarkets have now changed their chicken Kiev Kiev's to chicken, chicken Kiev's. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's to that point, like they're literally banning like Russian films, Russian media, banning all things Russian because that is how ardently they're supporting Ukraine's. But meanwhile, when it comes to somewhere like Palestine, they can't even come forward and say this is occupation because all of a sudden it's techie and it's you know difficult and, yeah. and it lacks nuance and it and i don't i mean i absolutely get it it's racism that's what it is it's racism and it's selective caring and it is as judith butler said the frames of recognizability determining whose life is valuable and whose life is grievable it's just crazy yeah like like these men have gaslit black and brown people into believing that you know it's just the way it is. We just can't support you guys just because of the way it is. But now, but now we now we were seeing it. You can, you absolutely you can. can. Yeah, like yeah, I saw some Instagram poster. It showed like, for example, Balenciaga. Yeah, have like completely removed all their Everything. feed and done a Ukraine. And the the caption to um, that screenshot was, "Don't ever say that anything is too political right. because mm-hmm. you can't. If you uh-huh. can do it for that, you can do it for other stuff." Right, right. It's it's a choice. It's a choice that they make, either yeah. to support or not to support, but. It is, it is like, and it's not, 
as a Muslim, you know, as, as a brown woman, as a Muslim, it's nothing new. I see it my whole life. Like, I literally yeah. see see it happening. Literally, I'm not even surprised, but it's just such, like, uh, it's just a bit of a kick in the teeth, isn't it? When Yeah. Yeah. On that note, we're going to play some music for you now. <laughs> Um, I think you're right we should like delve into this more like maybe next week depending again I'm not putting it out into the universe please I hope that nothing really more bad happens, happens between now really? anyone who's listening please like I'm not I saying really that I don't know when and how this is gonna end because obviously like most of the world is kind of standing with Ukraine right and and all I see is support for Ukraine rightly so um, but then like and and, they're, and they're, I'm seeing on social media that the Ukrainian resistance is really strong but then like Russia's taken like winning over more and more territory so but I really don't know I'm really mm, terrified to be honest to, to, I like, think that's the scary thing is you have someone like Putin who's in control who clearly just doesn't care he's ruthless like I mean that, much. this is the thing as well like these, san- these sanctions from what I've seen have affected the Russian people right well, I mean that's another thing that's even like, another thing as well yeah. when it's time for BDS right when yeah. it's time for BDS which is like sanctions against like the state of Israel mm. th- all of a sudden that's so wrong you're really affecting the people the civilians it's not their fault these times they're literally banning like Russian films that are not even state affiliated they're literally banned a fictional makeup with a fictional accent in a fictional world because people now find Russia that abhorrent and by the way this is not a it's not not without cause like it, it there is also less you know capitalist agenda here to 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 demonize russia is to demonize communism because apparently they're one and the same but well, that's a whole nother thing yeah well, i was gonna i, I realized if i open my mouth there then we're just gonna get into a completely that's other a whole discussion thing. so music um got this track here from i feel really cool being able to say this the artist formerly known as wes um, now going by Malik Adam um, he's been doing bits in the Asian music scene for a while as Wes and he completely rechanged himself nice. um, a few months ago he's taken a different track and I think I literally got a quote of his reasoning yeah so this this new track here is his first release using vocals and drums only and the aim is to create a meaningful music that Ummah can enjoy and resonate with all while still complying with religious rulings which I think is really admirable oh like, nice that he's like He's, oh, he's, so that he's Muslim and he's got yeah. He's of, decided oh. I want. And he said like people stop listening to all my old music. I oh, want to God. like this is a new path that I'm going down. Hey, nice. So I'll back that. Right. So how is everyone doing? We're doing great. We've got a guest in the studio. We guys. have got a guest <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> it's exciting. I know, and it's nice like to have them in person yeah. as well. We do a lot of interviews on the show. So for mm. those of you who don't know, this is Amina B. Oh, sorry, it's Amina B. Amina B. Amina B. Amina B. Sorry, thank just you. Like, no, thank no, you no, for correcting us. Yeah, thank <laughs> you because like. No, thanks for having me. Yeah. No. So you're a um, spoken word artist, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's so weird to like hear it out like spoken. But yeah, no, I do write like. Um, like poetry and sometimes I perform spoken word um, but yeah no, but I'm studying drum and film in, in second year so mm-hmm. yeah I was trying to do a bit of like different things um, cool. essentially yeah. so how have you found it um, coming to Manchester for university then? oh it's a really good good question uh, I love asking people that <laughs> like, I, my, yes. I love it how do you find my thing? <laughs> no, I like I, it <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I, I do really enjoy the city, but I think um, like the course is quite like um, there's a lot of like creative freedom because you can make it what you want. But I think there's sometimes it does feel a bit quite like isolating because I think it, yeah, it's not very representative of the city. I feel like universities are quite, especially in the create creative really? um, like departments, it's quite. It's essentially it's just like the same sort of people recycled from like yeah. central London yeah, <laughs> coming yeah, in, yeah, yeah. and it's just yeah. a bit. That's always a case of like Russell Group. You know, yeah, like, no, it's really sad because the reason why I came to Manchester was because of like the city and yeah. um, and I just thought it'd be quite diverse. But I think slowly it is happening like yeah. with with the arts, but. Um, but yeah, I think you just <coughs> Manchester is a great place for the arts, but yeah, I think you might true. not necessarily find that within like the scope of like your university course because, as yeah. you said, like a Russell group is only really going to attract a certain, a certain demographic. demographic yeah, people, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, there are, I know, like di- like loads of organisations and, mm. and, and spaces and that's that so you true. can like find in the city outside of your university if that's more. more yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, no, I, d- I do wish there was like more sort of like aware- awareness on like. Um, I guess how sorry if I'm making as in like I wish there's like more awareness on all these different like schemes that you're saying yeah um, like yeah. young identity or yeah. um, or like because the reason why I got like found a platform was through Juice Droplet and yeah. that's when I like found out about all these different yeah. like Asian networks I was yeah. like okay so we can actually make it yeah. like in the yeah, industry yeah exactly yeah, yeah. It's just um, it's visibility, isn't it? Like it's yeah. literally like there's there's not enough visibility, there's not enough representation. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's why it's important for people to do what they yeah. do. Yeah, like. no, it's so sick what you guys are doing as well. Like oh. having this network and yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that's sweet. That's sweet. No, but like yeah, I think that's one of the ways in which social media is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Is that like it might be it can get a bit toxic, but at the yeah. same time, it's such a good way. Like I I was similar to you. Like before we started this. I really wasn't aware that there was this sort of unspoken community yeah, on mm. social media and then once we got into it it's like I feel like we like made loads of friends now that we like <laughs> <laughs> never heard of like, like a nice like, support network yeah, yeah. No, absolutely no it's really good so um you've got your event tomorrow while well, you're performing oh. as part of an event which is by Pi Radio's own Jasmine and Sophia yeah. actress it um, <laughs> so people that are going to that like what type of thing can they expect from it oh uh, so I performed last year at the when they did a fundraiser for the Palestine Interpal of Interpol, yeah, Interpol event last um, June. Um, so it, I think it, it's such a wide range because there's poetry, there's like live music, um, and I've tried to remember it. But uh, but yeah, so I'm performing tomorrow in the evening, um, and I'm going to be performing a few poems. Um, and but yeah, no, there's I think it is kind of uh, it's really hard to like summarize, but I think it's just a, a wide range of different um, pieces. For sure. Interesting. I've got a question. Go for, it, go for it. How did you get into how did you get into spoken word? Oh, like what is poetry for you? Like how yeah. poetry? Um uh, <laughs> so it's it's weird to like think back because I think um it was during lockdown, uh essentially. I think like most people with oh, like really? trying to okay. find like with creative because um, it, it was nice to have like a creative outlet, especially mm-hmm. when you're all like locked in for like a year and a half. But um, but essentially, I think because we went in in March 2020, um, and I think the longer by came out with Riz, uh, Riz Ahmed's um, yeah. Shikwa piece. Sorry, um, yeah. So yeah, Shikwa came out, and I, I would just like watch it. I think almost like every day, and I was just like analyzing the lyrics, and then um, I think from that is sort of stimulated more. Um, 
it sort of inspired me to write and because I never saw anyone that looked like me in the first place so to have someone sort of just like speak what I was feeling yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because at school you, you just get taught like you get taught like Wilfred Owen or mm-hmm. and it's just very like it's like old white men who is just from the war or, or the dead and it's just like yeah. okay um, like nothing really applies to me but yeah. but I think it, he was a big inspiration yeah. and um, Rakaya who's got she's in London so she runs she ran like a poetry workshop on Zoom last year mm-hmm. with um, uh, Rumi's Cave so they're like a, a sort of like Islamic like youth centre I want to say or um, so they have like um, poetry workshops it was like every Saturday on Zoom and that was sort of like the like foundation of just like writing from there but um, but yeah so it kind of like started from I think yeah from March last year two, I was going to say last year that was two years ago <laughs> so I know time has yeah. gone by so quickly I know. I'm just like what I was about to say like when you said it oh during lockdown I was like oh so not that long ago like, yeah, I wait that's a whole two yeah, years that's literally this month yeah, isn't it oh my that gosh that is weird oh, that's yeah. so strange <laughs> Okay, okay, so you have okay, so you've been doing it for quite a while now. What kind of stuff like do you write? Oh, um, I'm trying to. Uh, I think I'm still trying to figure it out with the style, but I think before, especially like I think at the start of lockdown, it was more about sort of trying to um, just channel. I think like. Well, it's so hard to explain, like, the work. Um, Not to box like, yourself in, no, no, just yeah. in general. Uh, I think, so I did, like, a, a project with Drama Society, and it was uh, called Honeypot, um, and the, it was, like, a spoken word series called You Make Us Hate Our Neighbours, trying to looking. It was similar to The Long Goodbye, looking at, like, the relation, my relationship with Britain and right. um, that whole, identity. like, identity. But I'm trying to not box myself into that whole, like, diaspora poet, poetry. I think I'm trying to be more positive. Um, so hopefully tomorrow like at the Deaf Institute I'm going to be reading like a praise poem to my aunties because oh, nice. I feel like they don't really get recognition yeah, so I'm trying to like broaden out and try different sorry I don't know if that like answers you no no, no, it's, you, no I, I get it I get yeah. it I mean I don't think like you know you say oh you want to be more positive but I don't think diaspora poetry needs to be negative yeah. you know no you're right Often, yeah. oftentimes like there's there is a, a kind of almost inherent contention I think within like diaspora identity because of like yeah. a whole load of things but mm-hmm. I like I like it I get it like speaking from the affirmative right right from the affirmative yeah. I understand that but at the same time I get what you're saying as well in terms of not you don't want that to be all that you, you do, do. Yeah. yeah yeah like yeah. the whole like pain and trauma yeah. <laughs> obviously it's really important but it's still like yeah like, I know, it, it's similar yeah. to a lot of um thing like a lot mm. of um, different avenues in the arts as well I think mm. that um I've heard, like, for example, Bobby Friction talk about it before when he said, like, oh, um, people only want to talk to me about, like, Asian yeah. music. Like, no yeah. one wants to talk about yeah. anything. Like, me as, like, a DJ. That's so true. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard when you kind of um, form a brand or mm. a kind of, like, an identity as a poet who writes about X, Y, Z, or you specialise in a certain mm. topic area or a certain kind of craft. Yeah. Um, and it is i think difficult as creatives to not be boxed into just one yeah. thing yeah um but then also on the, on the other hand like that's the exciting thing about the arts the amount of like cr- creative yeah like you can do so many different things you can like mm-hmm. turn it into music or you can like yeah. with poetry yeah Absolutely. Um, 
No, it all sounds really cool. Like, I think our ticket's still available for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It hasn't, yeah. You guys, you're welcome to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I think I'm I'm busy tomorrow, unfortunately. <laughs> but <laughs> anyone listening, definitely <laughs> do what time tomorrow? Uh, so I'm performing at eight. So in the evening, okay. um, but yeah. Is it is it like a whole day thing or just in the evening? Uh, so they've got then? day tickets and then night tickets. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. I I didn't know it was that big, you know. Like that's yeah, really impressive. They're, they're like last year, I think they did something. Yeah, like day and night. That's how, sick. how did you yeah. get into like um, performing and stuff? Ooh, how was that pipeline yeah. from like kind of writing it to mm. now like okay I'm I'm performing it? Uh, that's a whole. <laughs> it's really hard. Out, right? No, I still struggle to trying to like even memorize my own yeah, but lyrics. It's not just but poetry it's like, at that point. Yeah, it's, 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 it's performing art. Yeah, essentially, it isn't is. It? Yeah, no, it's true. I think drama does help uh, of like trying to like learn how to rehearse and how to like project and. Um, but I think going from like writing to perform is bit of a jump I think yeah. it is a lot of practicing in front of your mirror and just oh, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time I'm like who am I performing to yeah. but yeah no it, it does help um, and how I think how did you do that like what, what what inspired you to then be like okay I actually want to stand in front of a stage in front of uh, people and, and yeah. speak out no it's, I think it was just um so hopefully like being that visual representation for other people to be like oh like I, I relate to that I want to be like I want to mm -hmm. um, essentially do something like that or something similar because yeah. I, I love, love like, even not to quote Priya because I know you're going to like talk about it like, but when she said like if, to and I think this is kind of why I started is to um, create something that you've like never sorry I forgot maybe I'm getting it wrong but um, she's saying how if you if you don't like what you see just make it happen mm -hmm. and essentially I wanted to like do something similar to like that so then other people can do the same no. so I hope that makes no, <laughs> some sense of my like, butchered like you know, paraphrase no no that's all really cool and like do you find that you can apply certain skills that you have from your film and drama to spoken word and vice versa or are they two separate things Ooh, to you i think it all intertwines i think a lot of what i've um sometimes what i write outside of the degree like sometimes kind of recycle it into so like with my poetry module uh there's a piece that i'm writing that i'm performing called cockroach tomorrow and it's about um essentially it was it was a, it's like a um, not a sequence poem, but it's just about. Uh, it's actually the pieces about trying to confront uh, like relatives or like negative, like toxic traits that I don't oh, okay. want to pass on. And essentially, like. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That yeah. will like counteract the auntie's poem. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it would yeah, be yeah. interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. Love you, but sometimes you're a bit toxic. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what you've got to like, isn't it? It's no called duality. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Not um, everything is black and white. That's exactly. true, yeah. Exactly. Um, did you also want to speak as well about this um, panel oh, that you're... Yeah, um, so this is it's still in the works. Um, I really hope it's like on my bucket list. But essentially everything I was talking about earlier about, um, I think the lack of diversity in the arts, I really want to... Um, uh, I want to write like a blog post first to then like lead up to the panel but uh, we're planning on like me and my friends trying to host either this I, I don't think it'll be this year but maybe like next academic year or next semester um, essentially but we want to try and get like professionals in the arts and get like academics and make it like a student-led event and try and get people to sort of have this conversation because I feel like there's the same sort of monotonous like um, discussion of like oh we need more diversity and then people don't do anything and then mm -hmm. but 
the, like the money is there and the schemes are there. It's just how do you like connect the dots to try and get those people and, and yeah. So so yeah, hopefully like. Oh, I'll keep you updated on how it gets. Like, no, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds really, really good. And like, it's, it's definitely a worthwhile cause, I think. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to kind of like, uh, um, sometimes you just need to be triaged a little bit. You know, <laughs> like you just need to be directed sometimes yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like so many societies are like trying um, and then like they're like oh but why is it not diverse and I'm like but it's because you don't make the effort yeah and I just yeah. think people just need to a lot of yeah. lip service not not enough action yeah it's true, it's true exactly yeah. so for anyone that's listening that might be in a similar position that you were say two years ago um I know you um when we've spoken outside of this you said about how there are a number of schemes out there and it's just that people don't necessarily know about it mm-hmm. so are there any in particular that you would like direct people towards mm-hmm. or any people in particular um I think I know a lot of like I think like theatres in Manchester like contact they do really well they've got like mm. workshops like or, and then Monday open mic and yeah. they've got like also songwriting sessions and, and then Young Identity um, I used to I still need to go to them for like writing workshops they, they've got that at home on Mondays and um, but essentially there's yeah like you're saying it's Manchester so rich and in, in like in the arts and it's just people just need to sort of and I think like, one thing we've learned as well like doing this show is how rich it is with the South yeah. Asian art art scene that's like so South true. Asian creative scene like mm-hmm. you there is obviously like you know the South Asian like art and creative presence mm-hmm. you typically attribute it more to like, like to London um, that's what, yeah, yeah we feel with everything something like that and then you realise that you start a show like this and you start a platform like this and you realise actually there's so much going on yeah. in this city that's right? true yeah um, so it, I would there's, there's a lot to get involved with yeah no, I think it's just yeah, getting it out, like spreading the word. What and, What yeah. do you like? What's your What's your plan? Like, what are you trying to use your degree? What do you want to do? Do you want to? What's your future prospects? I feel like this is like you know the council, uni council. Is this what you want? Like, is this what you want your career? Or, or are you just chilling? Because that's fine too. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, so I've got a few like projects in the works. Um, if that, like, kind of using the degree to, like, um, to explore like all these different um, projects. But um, so I'm running a spoken word society at um, at uni called Spread the Word, uh, which is where we have like uh, poetry workshops once once a week. Sometimes we look at like musicians or or just like poets that people want to like bring in. So it's really informal. Um, and then. Um, uh, I'm doing uh, my other project is working with my auntie's organization in Rochdale which is called Let's Talk and so she works with older like South Asian women who've experienced like domestic abuse or violence and oh. every Monday um, hopefully it's like it's like once a month once every two weeks it's um, uh, we're, we, I tried to give like poetry workshops and oh, we had a like a guest poet called Hafsa Bashir mm-hmm. so, no, she's really cool she's uh, so she came in um, I think it was two weeks ago mm-hmm. um, and uh essentially it's just to get these women to like be more confident in themselves mm-hmm. and um, sort of because like oh, we're so like I feel like even uh, like 
just poetry like back home it's so it's so rich and it's just right. sad how like and i was gonna say like what's your what's your like ethnic background uh pakistan yeah 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 so rich yeah such a rich history that's like yeah. lean on and borrow from you aunties know? are actually quite like poetic. like poetic. yeah yeah the like, language itself i know yeah poetic, literally right? i was like you're spitting bars right yeah, now honestly, yeah honestly yeah so they're gonna be performing um in at contact uh, yeah, on i think it's 6th of june um oh, but yeah no i'll send you details you guys want to come come iran yeah so like they'll be like sort of collating all the work that they've done and then they'll be like performing because you never see i think especially older asian women on a mainstream platform absolutely because uh, you know, yeah. they have one purpose in life and that's it you do, they don't even have like the luxury of being of, of like pursuing that's so true, yeah. engaging in creative yeah so yeah that's no, that is it's really cool as well and it's also really nice to see you getting involved in that on of your own accord like mm -hmm. it's not for example you just doing it for the sake of ticking a box like or for because yeah. um, a lot of these projects will be started not necessarily by people of color just for yeah, the sake of uh, so diversity yeah. exactly diversity tick right and it's mm. a very community focused thing which i think people don't realize how helpful art is how helpful something like poetry can be in terms yeah. of like coping mechanisms especially That's so true, yeah. in situations like domestic violence mm -hmm. um people, women who naturally as part of that would have been like so emotionally mentally suppressed for so long to finally have an outlet like that mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't really you can't understate yeah like yeah no it's sad how like um like back in the day poetry is for like older men but like right. now it's i think it's slowly especially with spoken word that i think it is ch like changing because mm -hmm. more young people are like getting involved in making it like more i think just accessible yeah because i think poetry can be quite like elitist and it's absolutely. just especially yeah. if you're taught it like in this country like english poetry yeah it's no. like, yeah, it's, awful. it's it, horrible it's not it's not yeah. and 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 like i mean english poetry yeah great but like <laughs> but i don't care about so dead men there's so much more to it you that's know so true, like yeah. it, there's there is like if if you're uh, you know south asian and you come from like one of the south asian countries i guarantee you your your country your 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 place of origin will have like a rich history of like poetry right that's like, true. you probably just have yeah. never even like had any kind of exposure to it's not poetry is not just the the shakespeare's and as you were saying that like, the wilfred always <laughs> those people like yeah. even though they're great yeah there are, there are there are there's more to life exactly <laughs> there's so much more yeah. to it right it's a different flavor it's a completely yeah. different flavor not true yeah well, yeah. no, thank you so much for yeah. um, no, speaking thank to you. us. Sorry for rambling. Everyone always says that, but I'm just like, <laughs> what? Well, we, we, we wouldn't prefer you just sit there in silence. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, There's like no space, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks so much. I really appreciate like you guys for having me. No, definitely. Yeah. And um, so, where can people keep up to date with oh, you on socials? Um, yeah, no, on Instagram. Um, ignore the name, but I want to be on the beat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. sounds like yeah, a producer. Yeah. <laughs> my next job after no, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's I'll post all like my like when the events are like published and stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, that's sweet. Yeah. And just one last time, this event tomorrow. Oh um, yeah, different institute. Um, I, I put the link in my bio on cool. Instagram if people want to get tickets and 
yeah. But yeah. Sweet. Well, hope to see you continue to like blossom as a oh, spoken thank word you. artist. Oh, thank you. We'd love to see everything. it. We'd love to yeah. see it over here at Mango Masala. Oh, Definitely. no, I really appreciate you. Thanks so much for yeah, having me. And any other um, South Asian creatives that you come across on your journey, mm. feel free to send them our way as oh, well. Oh, yeah, that's like, for sure. Definitely, yeah. yeah. No, always love, and it's nice as well because obviously we love talking to music artists, and literally, yeah. literally after this, we are talking to music artists. <laughs> but um, it's perfect. nice to have something a little bit different. Like I feel like yeah. we used to do that a lot at the start, and then yeah. we kind of went into a period of just having everyone's like, music, just music, like, music, but, music, music, music. Yeah, trying to get. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. I want more, like, <laughs> more flavor. Like, 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 yeah. Think of like the South Asian creative presence. In yeah. Music is like the first thing that you think of, right? That's and that's true. because obviously there's such a like rich culture of South Asian music. Yeah, yeah like, sure. Poetry as well is also yeah. underrated. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's yeah. really nice. No, definitely. Oh, I recommend it to yeah, like my friends and stuff, and hopefully, yeah. Um, thank you so much. No, thank you. K2 Cruddy 2022 Freestyle on Pi Radio, Manchester's number one youth-led radio station. If you're just tuning in, welcome. This is Mango Masala, joined here by Halima. What's up, guys? And we have K2 in the building. Come on. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. Nice one, thank you, thank you. I just say I'm loving the chain. Nice one, thank you. Do you want to try it on? Yeah, yeah, you can try it on, brother, man. That is like the furthest thing from Carlos to drip I've yeah. ever seen. Hey, let, let Carlos rip it. Let me, you know what? I'm going to post a who, who wore it better. You wore it better, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take one of you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll wear it for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relax, relax. How, for those who don't know, Pi Radio is on the fourth flight of stairs. This is like, go, you know, when you take weights on you, we're walking. That's <laughs> Yeah, wow. for the viewers listening, at the end of the show, we're going to post a Who Wore It Better. Please remember to vote. Yeah. Katie we'll Cruddy or Carlos. I think we know Chain what the answer is going to be. Chain off. Uh, we'll have to see. It might, it, might be a, it might be a close call. <laughs> we'll let the viewers decide. But anyway, no, I'm actually going to give it back to you because I feel bad. I feel, yeah. I feel like Yeah, it's your drip. Yeah. It's your drip. No, my drip's your drip. My drip's your drip. Thank you. You need a complete look. Thank you. Anyways, though, how are you doing? I'm being good. I'm being good. How about you? Yeah, good. You know what? I was proper stressed about today because we've obviously got two guests yeah. in back person, to back. back to back. But you know what? It's been surprised. Yeah, touch touch wood, please, wood. radio gods. We, we always we have like wanna... some kind of technical difficulty yeah. on there, but... but is it the first time we've been two like back to back live guests? I don't think and so. No, it's just been a while because we've been, been a while, yeah. Records like obviously COVID and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No COVID restrictions now. But it's so. nice. So it's so nice to have people on air. Like yeah. we used to do it a lot in the beginning. Like we had mm. quite a few people on there, and then for a while yeah. we just didn't. Like it's all online interviews. But it's it's a different kind of I think rapport when you have someone in the studio. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. It's more of a, more of a you can bounce off each other as well in it yeah but no it's nice like I've just realised for the people out there that don't know who K2 Cruddy is <laughs> like to give Introduce a bit of background well I'm, I'm a Manchester British Pakistani artist okay. grew up in Rochelle okay. and I'm just trying to trying to do what I can with my, with my talent okay. I've got a couple tracks on P110 I've just done a, a track on GRM mm-hmm. and uh, I've got a couple upcoming tracks soon coming we're going to play one on there in a bit teasers yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. thanks for giving us the opportunity to play that. No, as of well. course, of course. So, what kind of music do you make then? Well, I'm into, I'm into the drill, mm-hmm. uh, UK drill, and I do a bit of rap as well, but at the moment I've been feeling a rap okay. a, lot, a lot more, so mm-hmm. I've been working on the rap quite a right. bit. Yeah. yeah. I feel like with rap as well, it's kind of like 
you know that that will stand the test of time yeah. whereas drill like although like obviously some, dr- some, some yeah some drills good some drills bad but at the end of the day like it's only going to be around for a certain amount of time yeah, yeah of course whereas of course. rap obviously has been around for time so it's obviously going to be around yeah. for time in the future as well you know yeah, yeah. Nah, of course of course my, my opinion on drill at the moment is just too repetitive mm. is it like, it's true it's everyone, true everyone's making the same sort of sounds it's very formulaic I think like because because the drill sound is so characteristic um, it's very difficult to do drill but also be like uh, sonically yeah. different yeah. right mm. but Okay, I understand why you're yeah, a bit yeah. to rap. How how did you start then? How did you get into doing what you're doing? Well, I would say, well, for this for this one, I got a big up my Birmingham boys. Okay. Yeah, so they were a big part of it. Like, I just seen a couple of my Birmingham mates, big up Adzi. Okay. He was like one of the main people to influence me because I just seen him and he was like really good at what, with his talent. He was really good at, like, he had mad flows, mad bars. And like it just made me wanted to try it, so then from there I've tried it, and then from from when? Like, how long have we been doing it? I was about thirteen. Oh yeah, wow, yeah, that's yeah, long. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. so I, I've so been not do- to give your age away, but about uh, I'm 20 now yeah yeah so about 7 years then. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so I've been doing it since I was 13 but I wasn't really serious back then I was only just like mm. doing it hobby. With, as a hobby doing it with my mates sort of thing mm. and then I took it serious about I'll say about 2-3 years ago mm-hmm. and then I started going to studio quite a lot mm-hmm. and then I started like making a lot more tracks my mates were trying to push me saying yo do a video do a video and then from there like about a year ago a year and a half ago I did my first video oh, okay and and sh- like you write all your own yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah and where do you get like your writing inspiration from <sighs> just daily life is it daily life okay. mm-hmm. yeah. and that's what your writing brand is yeah, yeah, yeah. just just I rap about my lifestyle okay. yeah what do you think about the both the Asian scene but also the Manchester scene as well like what are your thoughts on the current like talent that's out there I would say there's a lot of talent out there but there's not a lot that's really getting recognised exactly I think that's one thing we always say in it yeah. having like started this platform and like create the network that we have like you just there's so many people there's yeah. so much talent yeah. there's so much talent and you just don't realise like yeah. people, people think like the age of like the golden age of like South Asian like British South Asian music has like gone yeah. And it's not true. There's so much like underground talent, isn't it? People aren't giving it a chance. Exactly. Uh, so. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's people are not really like network uh, networking it properly as well. Like they're making the tracks, they're making the right sounds, but they're not really promoting forming it. Forming that community. Yeah. Forming that like yeah. distinct community, that so distinct the, genre. So it's, it's pretty much hard for them to get out there yeah. as well. And it, it was hard for me to get out there as well until it? I put like put my foot in, and then from there I just started walking. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah. No, how do you actually get like? Well, how have you got, like, what would you say is the main tool that you've used in terms of, do you think, because obviously it might have been that you just put your music out there and it, like, blows, but how, yeah. do you, how what do you think it is that gets you attention, that gets people to turn around and be like, okay, like, this guy's actually sick, like? Not too sure. I, I, I say that's a hard question. I would say you got to be sounded unique. Mm-hmm. Like, very, like, you got to have your own sort of sound and your own flow. You can't really copy sort of people. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, Loads of people I see out there nowadays, and they're always using 
next people's flows and next yeah. people's bars mm-hmm. you got to come with your own originality because if you're not really coming with your own sort of stuff you're not really going to get recognised as like oh, yeah this guy's doing his own thing he's doing doing it sure. for himself you know what I mean he's not really jumping on someone else's wave because yeah. I, see, I see I see Asian rappers like I'm I'm very close mates with Sparker man if yeah. you heard of him mm-hmm. so Sparker man he's done very good mashallah he's done his own thing yeah. with Moki and Haseeb yeah, yeah. Okay. and then I've seen loads of like next Asian rappers but they're jumping on sort of like his wave you know what I mean not really coming with the same originality mm-hmm. so then they're not really getting much exposure yeah well, give them something that they can only get from you yeah it? basically basically yeah yeah no no I think that's a really good mindset to have because you don't want to become mould yourself on other people yeah obviously you can take like inspiration but yeah you want of to course be your own person of course of course of course like when I look at these next rappers I get inspired myself yeah, well, but then I don't go copying them mm-hmm. I, I sort of get inspired yeah 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 exactly exactly that's where people get it wrong because then they'll see it and think oh he's doing really good let me try to do something like that mm. you know what I mean so then it, that's what the whole point of like writing on creativity is, is an outlet for yourself right yeah so you know you were saying that you asked what you write about and you said your kind of daily life yeah. did you say that you kind of see yourself maybe as a representation or a representative of like any community or any demographic like you know do you write for this kind of people or that kind of people or are you trying to represent um that, that, that was a hard question I've never really thought of it myself <laughs> I've actually never really thought of that yeah. myself okay. but now that you see it, I would say like my my music sort of appeals to like like the I can't really I can't Would really you say like you're trying to represent maybe like young Asian boys from ends or pretty much you know? pretty much pretty yeah. much mm. okay that's the vibe I was getting yeah yeah, yeah yeah pretty much pretty okay. much like like for people from the hood in it yeah. like okay. uh, I'm just trying to make it out you get me okay but yeah. there was nice okay do you, do you think that um, you would ever want to in the future like use inspiration from your Asian background in terms of like sampling like mm. a music track or anything of or course like, of course of yeah. course yeah, yeah. I, I, I did a track with Sibu Miswa Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's actually yeah. how I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So I, I did that refix with him, uh, with him, and big shout out to Surinda and he's the one yeah, that yeah. all yeah. brought it together. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, tell us like how that actually came about. Then. Like so, Surinda, uh, Surinda and he hit me up about say about a year, year and a half ago. After I did uh, which track was it now? I did my G dot video. Mm-hmm. And he hit me up after that uh, on my Instagram saying, oh, I like your stuff, uh, come, come, let's link up. That's it. So we linked up, and then I showed him what I had. Obviously, at the time, he said he liked my stuff, but then, like, obviously, it wasn't what he was looking for. Mm-hmm. He was looking for a certain stuff, at, like, certain vibe at that time. So then he come back to me about a year later, mm-hmm. and then he's, he texted me saying, oh, I've got, I've got a new track there. You want to jump on it? Because I need an Asian. Casually. Yeah, yeah. I, I need an Asian person that can do drill. And he he said to me that he asked a lot. I ain't gonna say the names. He asked oh, uh, yeah, a, a lot a of bit of bit, of yeah. He, did, he asked a lot of big artists out there. Oh, wow. So and he 
none of them people could really do it. Okay. Like this, the and head. That's why it helps having your own unique. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. So because I have my own unique style, mm -hmm. he's heard it and he thought that would be perfect for the track, and he's hit me up and he's so that's what, that's where it also applies to your own unique sound. Yeah. Really, that's lit. That's lit. So yeah. you know, obviously, like you do grill, you do grill. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask if it's gonna crime, crime, and drilling it. Sorry, sorry. Nah, it's blessed, it's blessed. Um, so you do like drill yeah. um, and you do rap which are like more like western forms right and obviously Carlos has asked and I do want to kind of like explore that a little bit more like your Pakistani background yeah. Pakistani heritage like do you listen to Pakistani music or like Asian music and do you see that influencing your, your craft now uh, or do you think it will have more of an influence maybe later on I'll be, uh, I'll be truthful, truthful with both of you yeah? go on in my childhood, I was never spoke like and uh, never spoken to in Punjabi, innit? so I don't even speak the language. Oh, right, okay. So I don't even I understand it only a little bit. Right. So like the small terms, like, yeah. uh, like if if my grandma asked me if I want food to eat, stuff yeah. like that, I can understand that stuff. Yeah. But if someone's trying oh, to have yeah, a when it comes to food, yeah, yeah, if someone's trying to have a full blown conversation with me in Punjabi or Urdu, I can't, I can't have okay. it. I don't really understand it. Right. So for me to sort of like use the Asian sounds I would use it but in like my own sort of like I'll use like the yeah. vocals in the right, background the yeah, the yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay. yeah and I, I've been working on something like with my producer but we ain't really got the right sound yet so that's just a little tease of years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now you know what I I back that though because so as I'm as someone who like listens to both yeah. listens to like a lot of Asian music and like a lot of I listen to a lot of rap and like drill as well. Yeah. I find it really exciting when like sometimes we come across artists who kind of like can meld both of them and I think it will do really. I think a lot of people will take really well to it. Yeah. If you can get that right. Yeah. But at the same time, I think like your what you're doing in terms of not forcing anything yeah, I think absolutely. that's you really can't, admirable you can't force it. like yeah. I mean a lot of people would maybe be like oh obviously I'm Asian yeah. um, this is a good way for me to get in with a lot more listeners yeah. I'll just do this or I'll just do that but you've recognised okay like I might take influence from the sounds or whatever but in terms of actually speaking it that's that's just not me yeah. so I'd rather than forcing it yeah. actually being like I'm going to do what's best for me in terms of my own craft of course yeah. of course of course nah you, you, exactly you're perfect right you get me yeah. but um, for me it's just like it has to be meaningful, doesn't yeah, it? Like, yeah, it can't yeah. just be. I would, I would love to learn the language. Don't get me wrong, but it's just That's like never too late. Yeah, I know it's never too late, but it's just with me. I've just never been spoken to it my mum she always spoke English mm -hmm. to me my dad always spoke English but my dad is that is, that's a next story like he hates on me and stuff like that oh okay yeah. that's another thing actually how how obviously like in the Asian culture sometimes especially like Muslim backgrounds like it's yeah. not always easy breaking into like music and all that kind of yeah. stuff so how was that in terms of your family like did they want you to kind of go down the typical education route were they supportive were they not supportive how was that impacted I, I, was, I was a pretty bad kid at school so obviously right. every, all my family knew I was a bad kid yeah, right. so um, for my education side my mum always wanted me to do well in education yeah of course of course but um, I did I tried my hardest like okay. I'm not even gonna lie to you I did try my hardest I went college but about halfway through college I just couldn't Take, it's couldn't it's take it anymore. On it. Yeah, I, I had a couple of racist teachers as well. Like, oh, so the they, they were always the picking one. on me and stuff like that. So it was just like I couldn't really keep up with it going in every day. And the teachers on my case, and they're not really like, mm. you know what I mean. So I just mm. couldn't really keep up with that. Yeah, 
but then um, with, with the music side I would say my family is supportive is it? Okay. the only person I don't really support is my dad uh, really? Nah. That's just it's just personal issues. Like you just you just you don't you don't really like me. You just you don't you don't really like me. You wanna? I think we should put put a pin in this before you start. Because when I start going about my dad as well, yeah. <laughs> daddy, 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 you should support yeah, it's that one. It's bad. It's bad. It's for the Asians. Yeah. It is, isn't it? It is. But I think it's time that we played this um, latest track of yours. So is this? 909 freestyle or have you not nah, it, 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 you know it, that's just the name of the track that it saved but uh, the actual it's going to be coming out on Southside you know Southside Visuals oh yeah they're making their own channel so big up Southside oh. them man got me onto that channel just trying to promote them as well but it is there's a they're doing really good for them so like the visuals and everything yeah. is looks proper it looks yeah like, I think they've done some stuff for Pi as well so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now nah, it's, it's going to be coming out on Southside it's called Southside Freestyle nice so well, I mean technically you are from Southside as yeah, well yeah, isn't it? So, yeah 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 so it's good man I had a beat on that one big mm-hmm. up producer big up big up, up. Hey, big who's, up. Your, who's your producer my boy my like scores made it with scores okay nice oh you call, you produce as well do you uh, it's my, one of my boys okay so he's made every single one of my beats oh, nice I really like the beat on that one <laughs> yeah nice. he, he's always coming with like unique sounds that's why you want to take him to the top with me man okay and you know what it's always great though when you have an artist and producer duo like mm. that are always kind of like um, working together innit yeah I mean that's how AP Dylan's got to where he is, isn't it? Because it's not just him. It's like they give him you a like characteristic sound, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. consistent. It's your yeah, brand. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the best thing, I think. Yeah, for sure. So, obviously, do we know when that's dropping? Or um, not at the moment, but it should be should be very soon. Within hopefully within the month. Hopefully, sure, but yeah. definitely very soon. It's videos done, everything is already sweet. And um, what's the plan for rest of 2022 for you? Well, hopefully, I'm gonna get working on my album soon. Okay. I want to get a couple of features working with a couple of Manchester artists. Was it your first album? Or? Yeah, my first oh, album. Nice. I want to get my album working, and then I've got a, I think I've got like seven tracks there that I need to do videos for. So okay. I've got uh, loads of tracks there already. Yeah, that's nice though, because I like it. Like, obviously, music is the most important thing, but I do like it when there's a load of videos yeah, like, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, so I want to do quite a bit of link ups on the album. Like, I want to do quite a do loads of features. I want maybe do two albums: one a solo one, and then one like just features only, yeah. and oh, then do videos for all the features. Nice. Okay. Uh, nice. Cool. Well, we look forward to that then. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of people listening that might want to check out you and your music, where's the best place to find you on socials? You can find me on socials at K2Cruddy, or you can find me on YouTube, K2Cruddy, Spotify, Apple Music, you name it, anywhere. Sweet. It's everywhere, not to head sick, part head sick, over. Come on, you know, already know this. It's basically from your ends, anyway, isn't it? That, that's that's why, yeah. why you've got such that's like why. a, a strong of connection come going on. over a show long side. Over a show long side. Come on, come on. You get me? Love it. Uh, well, it seems like a good time for us to wrap up then. We've got a bit of music to play out with. But yeah, thanks yeah, so thanks much. Yeah, thanks for joining for, us. Yeah, nah, nice big, show. Nah, big, up, big up yourself for getting me on the air. Thank you. Big nah, up. I always, appreciate always it. Keep in touch, man. Nah, yeah, I appreciate it. Definitely. Our email now, so just keep sending us. Yeah, yeah definitely, 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 definitely. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks, Halima, as well. For thanks, Carlos. You're welcome. Carlos, <laughs> be there. Yeah, 